While the coronavirus dominates world and domestic news, it doesn't mean, of course, that everything else has stopped. In Israel, the virus has overshadowed an unprecedented political and legal crisis that's left the country without a conventional government. Israelis who are trying to demonstrate their anger at this outside parliament have been stopped by police citing coronavirus restrictions, and some who protested online have been sacked as a result. These are disturbing times for a country which claims to be the only democracy in the Middle East, as our correspondent Eric Torchek reports from Jerusalem. It was a rare break in the late winter rain on Shabbat, the Jewish Sabbath. Coronavirus restrictions meant each family could leave their house once a day for exercise, and it seemed our whole street was taking the opportunity to stretch their legs. Standing two metres apart, my neighbours and my family and I strolled through the nearby park, everybody chatting to each other in the week's sunshine. It was the friendliest and most open people on our street have been to each other, at least in my time. But nobody was talking about the coronavirus. Instead, they were talking about politics. Instead of when will the lockdown end, people were asking, when will we have a government? Will it be one we elected, or one that took power in the middle of the night under the cover of coronavirus? Israel's president had just asked the leader of the main opposition party, former General Benny Gantz, to form a government. That would mean the much-anticipated end for Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister whose name's become synonymous internationally with Israel and who has a domestic following built very much around a cult of personality. Bibi, as he's best known, was meant to be in court this month to defend charges of fraud, bribery and breach of trust, The trial is the culmination of a lengthy corruption investigation and only made it to court after much political wrangling. It's a case which has tested the independence of Israel's police and judiciary like no other. Benjamin Netanyahu is accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars of lavish gifts from two billionaires, one of them Australian James Packer, of changing communications regulations to suit a media mogul in exchange for favourable coverage, and of making another quid pro quo deal with a major newspaper publisher to get better press there too. Bibi's been fighting all the way, trying to get the cases thrown out before they reach the courts. He's called the charges a political witch hunt and an undemocratic attempt to throw him out of office. But it was his own Attorney General, a man he appointed, who eventually decided the weight of evidence was too great and the consequences of dismissing the charges too grave to ignore. Most Israelis believe Bibi did commit the acts, based on extensive and definitely unfair leaks about the case. But they differ on whether the charges are actually that important. Netanyahu supporters say the Prime Minister can take as much free champagne as he wants, and who cares about the media anyway? His opponents view the behaviour as deeply damaging to Israel's institutions and the rule of law. The Netanyahu question has led Israel to a political deadlock, which three inconclusive elections in under 12 months have failed to break. Then came coronavirus. Mr Netanyahu jumped into the crisis commander hot seat he loves. His justice minister suspended his criminal trial due to coronavirus concerns. Bibi was back. But now it looks as though the parties opposed to Mr Netanyahu have a chance to finally, after more than a decade, remove him from office. They have a narrow one-seat majority in Parliament and can pass a law saying someone cannot serve as Prime Minister under indictment. But Mr Netanyahu is not going easily. 
The Speaker, from Mr Netanyahu's party, refused to convene Parliament so committees can be set up and votes held. Israel's High Court found this to be illegal. Rather than comply with the court's direct order that Parliament sit, the Speaker resigned. Israel's president, more than 100 retired judges and former heads of the country's intelligence and security services have formed a loud chorus of criticism. Many Israelis feel their country is an island of democracy in a region better known for despots, despite evidence of widespread corruption and institutional decay. But this latest and perhaps most serious crisis has shaken their faith. In the meantime, Mr Netanyahu has been appearing nightly on television, instructing Israelis how to cover their sneezes and doing what he does best, appearing calm in a crisis. In the dead of night, he approved controversial regulations allowing Israel's internal security service to track the mobile phones of coronavirus cases and trace their contacts, an unprecedented level of domestic spying from which Israelis believed they were always immune. The lack of parliamentary oversight on Mr Netanyahu's decrees has many people worried. The acclaimed Israeli historian and author Yuval Noah Harari called Israel the world's first coronavirus dictatorship. 2,000 people drove to parliament in protest, staying in their cars to comply with coronavirus restrictions, but were turned around by police. A subsequent virtual protest held over the internet attracted 600,000 viewers. One prominent speaker, the Arab-Israeli journalist and TV host Lucy Aharish, was sacked from hosting a TV program on the national public broadcaster after she gave an impassioned speech to the virtual demonstrators. The High Court appointed a temporary speaker so Israel's parliament could sit again. Then came a political shock that left pundits gasping. Benny Gantz threw in the towel and indicated he'd join an emergency government led by Benjamin Netanyahu. His deputy leader called it a betrayal of more than a million voters, saying the former general had given a prize for criminality. There are still legal questions and unknowns in the current political situation, but it looks like Benjamin Netanyahu has survived three elections, a corruption indictment and the coronavirus. It's allowed him to become the first Israeli prime minister in history to serve while also a defendant in a criminal case. In politics, it's not enough to be smart, you have to be lucky as well. But it seems that Benjamin Netanyahu and the coronavirus outbreak have something in common. They are both very, very hard to get rid of. And only a vaccine being sought on one of those. Uh, that was Middle East correspondent Eric Torchek.